bipartisan group was actually started in 2011. Uh, and, and what happened, for those of you that uh, heard the story, is I was, work, I was uh, my first hearing was a financial services hearing. And I didn't realize that we spent five minutes opening remarks. Every member had five minutes. And what started down the path was that Democrats started throwing stones at the Republicans, or Republicans would throw stones back. And it got back and forth and back and forth. And it finally got to me, and I'm thinking, what's going on here? And instead of me saying, my, my, my comments were, look, I didn't come down here to throw stones to the other side. I came down here to listen to the witnesses. I really would like to just move forward and start this hearing process. And, and uh, that uh, actually rang pretty loud with uh, John Carney, who walked over to me after and said, you know what? I'm here too for the same reasons, and uh, I'm kind of shocked uh, that this is the way this works. And we have breakfast, and John and I had breakfast. We talked about ways we could work together. We talked about. Uh, I asked him if he had others that felt the same way. Of course, he said he did, and I did too. The next breakfast we had four people. The next breakfast we had ten people. And now this thing has gone to a weekly breakfast um, where we have approximately 25 or 26 members, and um, and we try and talk about issues that we can work together on. And that's really, it's, it's sometimes uh, it's reflective of, of the best hour of the week for most members because we have some very frank conversations and talk about things we should be working on together. We talk about things that, uh, opportunities for ways we can work together. And ultimately, um, John Carney and I, it's, it's interesting, we had a, a bipartisan town hall one time which is unheard of. He actually came back to Ohio, and he and I had a bipartisan. People that showed up kept saying, I've never seen anything like this. And even though we disagreed on issues, we were able to talk through them in front of people, and it, it made for a really good um, you know, uh, town hall. So I think these are, this was the basis of the group. Um, as you heard, uh, Mr. Carney now is governor of Delaware, and Mr. Kilmer now is my co-chair, and he's, uh, he fits right in as somebody who wants to get things done. He actually brought uh, the general accounting office in several weeks ago, maybe a month ago, to talk about issues regarding the veterans and issues that we could work together. And let's face it, as Biden, we might have a lot of differences, but when it comes to veterans, we, we do unite. Um, and what we decided to do was uh, move forward on veterans and issues. And I know we're all going to talk about our individual issues, but ultimately we're looking at putting a package together of bipartisan veteran issues. So I'll talk about mine first, and then I'll pass it on to the other gentleman, and then we'll open up for questions. But uh, the issue that I'm working on, it's, it's a simple issue, but believe it or not, we have a shortage of nurses and doctors in the Veterans Administration. Um, and what the General Accounting Office has said is, uh, look, the problem we have shortages is because when a nurse applies, I want to make this so simple, when a nurse applies to join the Veterans Administration, it can be up to six months timing before they can because they can get confirmed and approved for that job. Well, if you think about it, there's nursing shortages all over the country and at other hospitals. So we're not going to be able to put good qualified nurses in the VA if we don't simplify this process. And that's what my bill does. It, uh, it basically simplifies it uh, and, and does some performance analysis to try and move that uh, quicker. So these are, these are really simple issues but they really do affect what we're going with our veterans, and I think that's the key. And uh, at this point, I'll turn it over to Derek, and uh, you can talk about your uh, 
issue as well, and then we'll let the other members talk, and then we'll open up for questions. Can you hear me on this? Or yeah. you okay. Um, good to be with you. Uh, I had the pleasure of joining Tim Murphy at a dinner uh, upstairs last night, this being the second event in 12 hours. Um, at the Capitol Hill Club. Um, <laughs> concerned. Um, uh, but it's, it's, ter it's terrific to be with you. Um, I thought I'd have some. Dan said, so are we. Um, uh, so um, I, I thought I'd just share you know, why I got involved with the bipartisan working group. I'm very struck that healthy democracy is not dissimilar to a healthy marriage. It doesn't mean you agree all the time, but you have to be able to talk through stuff and not malign one, one another's uh, integrity or intent. Or uh, And uh, I was invited to be a part of this group by, uh, by John Kearney, and he uh, came up to me after a meeting and he said, I like the way you engage people with an eye more towards trying to get some stuff done. And when I first got into public service, there was a guy who I went to church with back home who uh, was the Republican floor leader of our, uh, of our state house. He had then retired. And after I got elected to the state legislature, he took me out for coffee and he said, I got two words of advice for you. He said, one, vote what you think is right. He said, there's Democrats with good ideas and Democrats with bad ideas. There's Republicans with good ideas, Republicans with bad ideas. He said, vote for the good ones, vote against the bad ones which didn't sound like rocket science to me, but is often missing in the political environment. And the other thing he said was, with everything you work on, at least try to get bipartisan support for your bills because you'll come up with better solutions. And the, the model that Jim and, and, and Carney kind of put together, I just to give you a sense of how we do these meetings, we start with member initiatives where each member gets an opportunity to talk about what they're working on and to invite a bipartisan co-sponsorship, or even if they're not yet at a bill, to invite partnership on bill development. We spend the second part of the meeting um, talking about what's on the floor or any kind of big ticket items uh, in Congress. So uh, sometimes that's challenging things like health care and tax reform, and sometimes it's less controversial things. Um, and then oftentimes we'll have an outside speaker. So, and, and interestingly, um, just as a, as a few examples, we had in uh, the uh, comptroller of the, of, of, of the country to come in and talk about kind of our long-term fiscal challenges. And that drove a bill that Jim is the lead on uh, to create a new fiscal state of the nation address so that we actually get some sense of our long-term fiscal sustainability. And that's something as a, I think every member of the bipartisan working group is a sponsor of that bill. Um, similarly, we have a bipartisan bill to try to reform the Federal Election Commission because we brought in uh, a former Republican member of the FEC who talked to us about how messed up the Federal Election Commission was. And we've got a bill that I think most of the members on both sides of the aisle are, are, are sponsors of. Um, and then we brought in the GAO to talk about, they literally had a document that was 55 pages long of recommendations they had made to the VA that had not been acted upon. And some of it, you know, I'll give you an example. One hits close to home for me, and we're working on this, on this piece, and it deals with community-based outpatient clinics. We have a CBOC in Bremerton, Washington that um, does not meet its demand. It's in terrible, terrible condition. And they've literally gone through the process of trying to lease a new facility uh, for more than three years. 
And uh, we looked into this, interestingly enough, one of the GAO recommendations provided guidance to the VA on how to lease community-based outpatient clinics, and it was guidance that they are not following. So we have a bill that very simply says, follow that guidance. It's not rocket science, right? So I, I guess I just want to end by saying, you know, I don't want to mislead you into thinking we're holding the hands around the table and singing kumbaya together or, you know, closing our eyes and doing trust falls into each other's arms. Um, we stopped doing that after we dropped Mark Amaday. Um, but I, I, do, I do agree with Jim that it's sort of the hour of each week where I find myself thinking, okay, that, that's how, this is how this ought to get back on track. I guess you're up. Well, thank you very much. And first, I'd like to apologize to both Jim and Derek because uh, I, I've been a bad member. And when, when you're old, like I am, and overweight, it takes a while to you know kick in in the morning. So I have to get up and get coffee, and then I have to go work out. And, and so I've been either tardy or non-existent in the meetings. But uh, I, I'm a big fan of the, the program because I started a similar thing when I first got here with Patrick Murphy, and uh, Patrick went on to. Uh, starting down there in Florida, but uh, you know, it, it was interesting that we would do the same thing, but we would do it in the afternoons, and uh, try to get together, and Jim and I fly home a lot, and he was telling me about their group, and he was gracious enough, he and John Carney would invite me in uh, after uh, Patrick moved on and, and sort of assimilated our group into yours, and I certainly appreciate it, because I agree, I mean, I, I came here as a prosecutor, and it's funny because as I got here, now I'm Appropriations, and so the joke is, you know, you're not Democrat or Republican, you're an appropriator, and uh, sort of like you're not a Democrat or Republican, you're the prosecutor. And I was just to tell because the county I was in, we represented people civilly too, so I represented all the elected officials. And I said, you know, yesterday you won as a Democrat or Republican, but today you're an office holder, and we need to do what's right. And uh, you know, it takes time, and it has to set a vision to do that. And that's what I think this group is doing: is laying out markers to set visions on here's how we can do things. Also, in my prosecuting days, I tend to be a fact-based problem solver, and so I share Derek's frustration in that, you know, sitting on a probe, we had these people come in and they talk about the reports that they've done and, and you know, the inspector generals, and, and the other day I started to rip into one about, you know, you say these things, you said the same things last year, nothing happened, what the hell's going on? And uh, so our bill is going to give the VA the ability to act out on some of the so they don't have the legal authority to do it. We're going to give them the legal authority to do that and make sure that they start to act out on the things that are being found consistently by GAO or the IG as being issues. They should need to be rectified because we have to all do more with less. And certainly the VA is one of those issues. And, and last year I was on Milcon uh, VA and I went to one of the VA hospitals. And after this, we are having all the problems in Phoenix and that. And so I'm getting the white glove tour of the place. And, we finally get down to their office. I said, look, I didn't bring any cameras here. I'm not going outside. They had any media event. What are the problems? Oh, well, <laughs> they get down to it and say, you know, we get these people in. And they, we can't do this. We can't do that. And it wasn't money. It's still not money. It's a matter of having the ability to get the job done and implementing those things, having oversight that says this, these things need to be cured, and then having the ability to act out on them. So that's what I'm trying to get accomplished through the, our act. Uh, it's got some fancy title like revamp or something like that. Uh, it's better than the first one I had when I tried to do a Great, great Lakes one. It was a Great Lakes economic and ecological, something like that. I call them LEPA. Like, all right, we got to work on it. Uh, but with that, I, I, I'm, I'm really, it's a pleasure to work with all these gentlemen 
and the ladies in our group. And uh, with that, I'll turn it over to David. Thank you, David. Uh, thank you, Jim and Derek, and thank all of you for being here and having us here today. Um, I'm not sure where to start with bipartisanship, which is something that kind of came naturally. Is that the right word to use? My father was in the state legislature for 30, 40 years. Uh, and he told me one time, he told me a lot of things, but one thing resonated very uh, well with me is he told me his best friend in the legislature was a Democrat. And I really couldn't get my head around that for a while because I thought it was just, you know, one side versus the other. But if you know anything about politics in the state of Washington, and some of you probably do, I'm a Republican, and I was in the minority the whole time I was in the legislature. So I learned very soon that if I wanted to get anything accomplished, and I had to work with guys like Derek, uh, and who have turned out not to be so bad. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that that was, in my humble opinion, just tremendous preparation and training for uh, coming to Washington, D.C., where I think that that has, you know, uh, maybe not been the epitome of bipartisanship. But we're working closer to that, and so and that's a really good thing. Um, we have so many so many things to do that requires those ideas from both sides. We're not, you, know, you guys probably watch C-SPAN a little bit. Uh, we're not perfect at it. We have a long ways to go, but there are signs. There are signs of improvement in the bipartisan working group, uh, which I, when Derek first told me about it when I was a freshman last term. Uh, it sounded like this really exclusive group. He was kind of, ah, I don't know if I can get you in this year. <laughs> <laughs> I think they wanted to see if I could get real active before I <laughs> But I'm very uh, honored to be asked to consider being a part of it. And it truly is, like I think Jim said, but others have echoed, uh, a highlight of the week. It's one place where, you know, labels don't matter. Uh, and you can just sift through all that stuff that, uh, you know, the talking points that we're supposed to appeal to our base, which I'm not sure it does, but that's what we think of that. Sift through all that and actually get down to work. And that, that's a really, really good thing. And I, I hope, you know, there's always a silver lining to every cloud, right? At least I'm an optimistic person that likes to think so. And so the, the assassination attempt there a couple weeks ago, I think that silver lining uh, should be that we learn to work together more and better. Uh, it certainly, it, I wish you guys could have been in the room in the auditorium over at the visitor center that later that day. Uh, I think the labels were, were not apparent there at all. Which is what you say, Derek? But people were very, uh, you know, we were all Americans in that room. And, I, and, I, and I, I hope we can hang on to that. I've read several things in the press that you know, it's going to be very fleeting, it will last, and we'll be able to keep that. But I think I see that as a challenge that we need to. So, um, actually, I think we can kind of take credit for the, for steering the, the uh, bipartisan working group towards veterans' issues. Derek and I have been working on a couple things for a while. Uh, there's a common theme with all these bills that you've been hearing about, and mine falls right into the category. It's simple stuff. Why would do we have to legislate this? Uh, we're in the bill I'm working on along with Derek. 
is simply asking the VA to send Congress a report on how they can improve access to quality care for veterans. Why do we need to pass a law to say that? But we do. Uh, uh, they're part of that GAO report, uh, part of the experience that all of us see in our districts points to the fact that uh, that's a, 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 an issue uh, uh, that has to be overcome uh, for our veterans to be able to get the care that they need. So uh, I'm very proud to be able to have a small part in improving access to care for our veterans and very happy to be here with you this morning. So just to uh, kind of give you an idea of the bipartisan group, you know, there are a lot of other bipartisan groups you'll hear out there. The thing about our group is we keep it at a certain level. I've actually been invited to some of the other bipartisan groups where there's 60 or 70 people. You don't get a chance to talk. You don't get a chance to put your positions out there. We've tried to keep our group at a level, and, and we invite individuals in so that we can talk, communicate, get some things done. But I also want to make sure that uh, the, the day of the shooting was kind of interesting because that was also the morning of bipartisan breakfast. And I think it was an interesting morning because you're exactly right, as Dan said, in our breakfast, I mean, we start talking about how the rhetoric has gotten so bad, how the issues have gotten so bad, and how we've got to really change this rhetoric. And I think it's, it's great to see somebody like Derek here, who was also here last night at the Republican Club. I will also tell you a little funny story. It was like three years ago, maybe four, um, I got invited to the Democrat Club. And I remember I, I was with my friend Pat T. Berry, and I said, uh, I'm going to the Democrat Club. And he goes, I said, he looks at me and goes, no, you're not going to the Democrat Club. And I said, well, why not? He goes, well, I've been here like 18 years, and I've never been to the Democrat Club. I said, well, I'm going. And actually, it's to the point now where I can walk into the Democrat Club, and the guy at the front door says, hi, Congressman AC. How are you? Come on in. And I think that's the type of relationships we have to have, and hopefully, That'll start occurring with Derek pretty soon, too. <laughs> <laughs> they only had to have much better wings. 